Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a cape and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. How's it going, Mr. Ben Arrington? Arrington. Good. How are you doing, Mr. Luke Condor with a K? Yeah, good, man. Uh, I've got, got, well, my coffee's a bit cold, so I guess not so good. What about you? You all uh, right? I don't, I don't mean to wind you up, but my coffee is uh, scolding hot right now. I mean, almost, almost too good a temperature. Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, no, man, my coffee was good, so it's just you know what happens in life. Things get shit. Things get shit eventually, yeah. and uh, you have to end up drinking the horrible, regretful, cold dregs. Are you, uh, a, are you a microwaver? Do you, if like your tea's gone cold or something, do you shove it in the microwave for thirty seconds? Uh, I've never done that. I've never done that at all with my I've life. Many, I've done it so many times. It's is like, it worth doing? Is it? I mean, it's not, it's not never going to be as good as the original brew. No, but it's it's just, you know it's a catch up. You save your tea. No, no one in America's got like a uh, electric kettle, have they? They like, didn't exist. Uh, no, I don't think they are. I think people have got like a little hobtop one, or they microwave stuff. Yeah, the missing which out. is mad. Which if is you, mad. Brilliant. If you get the kettle going with full full thing of water and then leave the lid open, steam machine. <laughs> 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 Because part of the mechanism that stops it from boiling is mm. the like I think there's a pressure build up in inside the kettle, and so okay. if you leave the lid open, it will just boil away the water and it just fills your house with uh, steam. steam. If so you, you want, if like you a, want that, I mean, if you want that. You, so basically, <laughs> so someone asked Luke, "Can we get a steam room in the in this house?" And you just went, yes. oh, "We definitely don't need one of them." I don't know how uh, good always. it is on the, like the walls and the paint and the like mold and stuff, but it's still fun, especially if you've got like a couple of laser pens to shoot through the steam. <laughs> Intense Saturday night. Well, unless you're all blocked up, or your sinuses are blocked up, and you just want to. Yeah. You know, what's what's that thing called? So, <laughs> proper tangent today. What's that thing called? That you put in water, and it like, and then you sort of maybe put a flannel over your head or something, and then you sniff is it. Is it Vicks Vapor Rub? Well, I I, I want to say yeah, like it's the same ingredient, but I'm sure it's like a little that's what, a drop. That's what, that's what my mum used to get me to do all the time. Stick a bit of Vicks Vapor Rub in a bowl. I was like, I'm not even ill. <laughs> just do it. Just sort you out and clear you, clear you out. Oh god. Yeah. I don't know. I know what you mean though. Some sort of tweet, tweet. Some yeah. sort of ointment. Yeah. 
Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to work out what that is. Maybe yeah. treat ourselves to one one weekend. Yeah, we'll share one. Right. So, uh, yeah, man, have you done any other gus this week before we get into our main meal? Uh, I've watched a few things this week. Um, yeah. Not not absolutely loads. I watched um, a film called Galveston, which is <laughs> Galveston. Galveston. Heard of that? Is that like a that's Galveston. the thing that soothes your stomach, isn't it? Soothes your heart. Galveston. Though. It sounds like I think it's a place. Galveston. I think I'm saying yeah, that right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was a book. It was a book, and it was written by um, uh, what's his name, Nick Nick Pizzolatto, who wrote okay. yeah, uh, yeah. True, Detec- True Detective. Um, and I read I read the book a few years ago. It's sort of like a really hard boiled sort of like crime thriller. Um, and then they've made a film of it with Ben Foster in the main role and mm. then Elle Fanning as well. It's kind of like a hitman goes on a run on the run with this uh, young girl. Um, and it was pretty awful, unfortunately. I really yeah. like really liked the book, but it just it seemed to be that every single thing that was good about the book was just completely pushed to the back in this. No I mean, words, it's like a really no pages, really, no <laughs> words or pages. It's a, really, it's a really like captivating story, but it was yeah. so unevent, so uneventful. The whole story was just like, where is it going? And even though okay. I remember, I guess that just shit goes to show how 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 like a book with minimal plot can still be like really good and really enjoyable but when you translate that to screen mm. that the lack of plot unless it's got really i think it's like the book was colored by the prose a little bit like yeah much. yeah i think yeah. so i mean because the pro i mean you know what t- true detective is like yeah um in, in terms of dialogue and stuff i mean the book was very much like that okay so <laughs> to have that and, and it didn't translate well to screen and also the script seemed really like light on on some of the on some of that prose i guess yeah. Which was which was disappointing. Uh, yeah, so I've seen that, um, and I watched Cam last night. Have you seen that on Netflix? We watched uh, it last new... night as well. Oh, you watched it as well? Yeah. No it was, way. It's like the suggested thing like the, on the first page. Hmm. We should have done. So, for people who haven't seen it yet, it's about a Cam girl who is trying to go up the ranks of these, um, so it's like a top 50 list she's trying to get into, and then she's doing quite well um, by, you know, getting in, involved showing the baps you know standard cam girl stuff and then <laughs> she goes to log in one day and then someone all, all her accounts been locked out and she sees that someone has logged in as her and then is her and then, then she yeah. thinks it's just a replay but then she talks to it and it's talking back to us and it's, yeah. it's genuinely creepy that bit i thought was uh, yeah, really was, well done oh yeah definitely i mean it's so, so it's like uh, it's very like a stylish um and very like sort of snappy thriller very modern isn't it i mean there's a lot yeah. lot of stuff lot of sort of screen captures well not screen capture stuff but there's a lot of like close-ups of various social media and googling all these things uh which obviously is getting more and more prominent in in sort of films like this yeah. uh and i think it was a pretty good film I, I, it didn't answer all the questions it threw up for me it yeah. like, i've got i've got all these questions and it kind of just yeah but still i think i think it's pretty cool for like a doppelganger thriller I think it ticked most yeah. of the boxes. It's a nice, nice, interesting idea. I think the thing that sort of was a little bit towards the end, the film had, had made a lot of sense. Do you know what I mean? It was quite a logical se- sequence of events. And then the ending, for me, I was like, wait, what What does that mean? How does, because she kind of beats this doppelganger by logic. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if that completely makes sense, what, what she was doing with it. I don't know. No, I mean, are we supposed to, are we supposed to think it's a computer program? Is that what we're supposed to think? Uh, spoilers for Cam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anybody, anybody listening? Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, and I thought the lead actress was was pretty good. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know if I've seen her in anything before. Uh, I don't recognise her. 
think about at one point I said to Kat, I bet it's a riff on deep fake because did you think oh, okay. the deep fake stuff? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Yeah. And it it was spoilers. But uh <laughs> yeah, it's good. I definitely recommend it. Yeah. So uh yeah, so that's a Netflix original, isn't it? And I think it only came out a few days ago, so Yeah. We're we're for watch. What have what have you seen recently? I watched Sunshine. um <laughs> Pops. I watched uh They Shall Not Grow Old. Have you seen that? It's um document so basically there's all these uh, this old World War One footage. Um and Peter Jackson took okay. it all and he colorized it, made it 4K, uh, oh. did added like sound effects and voice work and stuff to sort of make it seem as real and, and as modern as possible. Um, and it's it's a it's just a documentary like it takes you through a soldier's experience of World War One, um, and it's as horrific as you'd imagine. Like there's a lot of like horror to it, um, but it's just really. Because I, we always talk about World War Two in school growing up and stuff. We don't really touch on World War One at all. Um, and yeah. this, because this is a hundred years since Armistice, um, mm-hmm. I think personally I've tried to like read up on it more. And this has been a great way to do it. Uh, like, those things, I didn't know that blighty, the term comes from. It's an injury that wasn't that wouldn't kill you, but would get you sent back to England. So oh, people right. used to try and go out and get themselves the blighty to get home. Oh, um, I see. Just like a, just like a. Like a shot in the hand or something like that, yeah. Uh, but those are really interesting. And if you kind of want to look up a bit more about the Great War, then it's definitely worth it. So where, where did you see this? Was this it's on, on iPlayer? Some BBC iPlayer. Oh, it's on iPlayer. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'll uh, I'll be sure to give that a little a little look. See. It's about Very nice. Anything it's else? Like hour and forty five minutes, so it's quite long, but it's worth it. Um, I don't think so. Um, no, I think that's it. Some X Files. We watched some X Files. The Tombs episode. Oh, you watched some X Files. Oh, Tombs, classic. Yeah. Uh, always good. Always a series that I return to over and over again. Especially like the Monster of the Week episodes. I feel like I can just watch any episode of that at any one time and not really have to care about chronological order. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you? you? You've been banging on about Adam Sandler recently. Is uh... a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I watched um, Adam Sandler 100% Fresh, which is like sort of like a compilation stand-up show on netflix because someone just told me it was good and they sent me a link and it kind of made me have a little bit of a chuckle so i thought i'd watch it um and adam sandler obviously he's the kind of guy who obviously enjoyed a lot of his older stuff but his newer films i've never really given a shot because uh, obviously things went a little bit downhill probably like what mid-2000s i don't know i don't true that they went downhill because those films those older films that we enjoyed as kids probably still, aren't as good yeah yeah still ha- when i look back at reviews i think oh people feel yeah. the way i do about his new films Blinded by nostalgia, but you know the likes of Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, um, even like stuff like Mr. Deeds, I, I enjoyed. So, but yeah, click new films. I've never seen. Them, I've never seen Grown Ups. I've never seen. Is it Adam and Eve or something like that? Not, I don't. I've not heard that one. Adam and Eve, Jack and Jill. Oh, okay. Jack and Jill. That's there what I go. meant. Not Adam and Eve. Bill and Ted. And, uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted. Um, yeah. So basically, this hundred percent fresh is kind of like funny little quirky songs about just the most random things ever <laughs> some of it some of it's like just about his family and his standard life but others are probably random but i was be- i was belly laughing like from start to finish it's just yeah. it, it is just hilarious and 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 it's just really heartfelt as well like towards the end he does a couple of sort of like very heartfelt songs um does a does a he does a song from the wedding singer 
know that. And it grow- was bullshit. That one. No, no, the oh. uh, the nice the nice one from the end. But grow, grow old with you, or something like that. Yeah, he does that. He does a, he does a tribute to Chris Farley. It is just it was just great. And I wa- and I watched it, and then I watched I, I talked about it with some other people, and then we watched it, and I watched it again. So I watched it three times wow, and each time. Okay. I was kind of enjoying it. So I mean, it's probably not everyone's cup of tea, but it just really it is a hundred percent fresh. It's called a hundred percent fresh. It felt a hundred percent fresh. What did it get? What's it on Rotten Tomatoes? Is it a hundred percent fresh? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Um, which is probably annoying. Considered, I wonder if it is a riff. It's got to be a riff on that, isn't it? Because he does mention Rotten Tomatoes at one point in the show. It's currently at ninety-two percent on wow, Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Audience score ninety-two. That's uh, surprising. Yeah. So, uh, some. So, what does it say? Uh, I'm trying to find a decent quote, but it doesn't look like look like I can. You know, uh, <clears throat> there's those films, um, weird films that you get really emotionally into that you kind of feel like this probably doesn't deserve this amount of emotional investment. The ending yeah. of Click makes oh, me yeah, yeah, cry yeah, like course. a toddler every time. There's just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. something about it that really gets me. Cry like a toddler. I mean, yeah, that's good. Click Click is one of the one of the Adam Sandler goodens. But yeah, definitely check this out if uh, this if it sounds like it'd be your cup of tea. I think if, even if you've been a fan of Adam, Adam Sandler's at any point in his career, hmm. it's, it's probably worth worth a watch. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I think, uh, I don't know if Kat's watched it yet. She's been give it a go. All oh, right. And other than that, is it just the feature for tonight? It looks like it. Overlord, which isn't Alone in the Dark, which we've talked about reviewing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been avoiding over the, uh, Alone in the Dark uh, for a while, haven't we? Yeah. Because, I don't know, it's one of those bad films you're just like, oh my God, am I really going to hate it so much? But yeah, Overlord came out in cinemas sort of like, what, last week? And yeah. seeing, as you'd, seeing as you'd seen it and I was going to see it, it probably made sense that we both... Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, have you got the, the details on it? Man's got the deets. By the way, so. I was, I, the only reason I went, I was completely sold on the poster. Like the, just the, art, the artwork for this film has been amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's been great. And the trailers look good as well, like the soundtracks, uh, ACDC and, yeah. and Ting. Um, so Overlord is a 2018 American war horror film directed by Julius Avery and written by Billy Ray and Mark L. Smith. Um, it stars Jovan Adipo, Wyatt Russell, Mathilde Olivier, and more. Um, <laughs> produced by J.J. Abrams through Bad Robot Productions. The plot follows several American soldiers who are dropped behind enemy lines the day before D-Day and discover secret Nazi experiments. Yeah, so we've got 80% of Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Pretty standard. It's gross 26 million, but it had a budget of 38 million. So it's lost money. Um, and I kind of feel like it so came fun. out after Halloween, so the whole big budget horror thing. I don't know if people are a bit like tired of it after Halloween. Maybe yeah, maybe. This could have this could have been an early October release, seeing as Halloween was uh Yeah. Seeing as Halloween was like right to the tail end of of uh, October, it might have been a good idea to to release it early. But you know, it's not up to me, is it? No, no, it's not, unfortunately. Uh so it's good. I mean what what are your initial thoughts? Have you what did you think? So I mean, I'd not seen all that much of this. I think I've seen like one trailer and obviously all the artwork had been shared, but I think I'd only ever seen the trailer once and I thought, yeah, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. Um, obviously getting the huge uh, Wolfenstein vibes from it. Yeah. Um, in, in particular, like 
you know, obviously like the, the later Wolfenstein games, like the two recent ones on PlayStation 4. Um, and, you know, Nazi zombies are always entertaining. It just it struck, struck me as a kind of film that would probably just be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I did find it a lot of fun. It wasn't, it's not a perfect film. Um, it kind of, I think the third act gets a little bit, kind of tails off a little bit. Whoop. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was a very visceral experience. It was very loud, brash. You know, I was a bit, you know, and I think you, you even though these characters aren't the best written characters, you do kind of like care about certain things. But I don't know, I kind of, I kind of wished it went, it felt like a very, very contained film, even though it kind of spills out across like quite a large area and obviously especially with the intro scenes um it's quite large scale it just felt very contained and almost felt like it needed to get a bit bigger yeah it needed to get it needed to get yeah. a bit bigger than all, than all than all of these closed close corridors and okay. tiny little winding passages it needed to get a bit bigger than that for me to really care about the third act and i think the third act by the time it ends it was a bit like oh yeah oh right that um that's one of my sort of points that i've got a bit annoyed of it is it's so you go through two of the big locations in the film and then they go back and then they go back and they go back to the other location again and i kind of feel like in a film like this you can't yeah. you can't read trade your steps you have got to yes you uh, move forward to the next level yeah you've got to have uh like you've got to go a level deeper into hell or like into further into wonderland or yeah. something crazy and it's like oh we've seen something despicable now what what else can you give me do you know what i mean it's not like oh yeah. it's it's the same again but maybe not even as worse or you know it doesn't seem like it yeah. doesn't seem like this i mean the st- also the stakes obviously we know what the stakes are from from the get-go on this but i don't feel like it's ever elaborated on you kind of feel like well if they don't do that then <laughs> well so they, they do, does, it, does it matter they do say that um the, the idea is that they need to uh get they need to blow out this um communications tower which is built inside a church because Nazis are horrible bastards, I think that's what they say. Um, and if they don't, the planes won't be able to land on D-Day, which is the yeah, next yeah. day. So, I mean, I think it's like the emotional stakes. Like, I don't really give a shit about any of the characters, which isn't a bad thing because it is kind of just like slocky, crazy B-movie, but with big budget fun. Uh, but I did kind of feel like a bit like a bit removed from it a little bit, especially towards, <laughs> the, like, towards the end. I mean, I think you get like plenty from the main character um you know not absolutely well actually maybe not plenty but you get enough from the main character to kind of like drive this forward but i think yeah kind of with everybody else you're a bit like well everyone's kind of a little bit forgettable and i think they try and add an element of humanity you know you've got a, you've got a little kid in the in the film and his yeah. relationship with a certain soldier is supposed to be like a quite an impactful sort of moment yeah yeah but i don't know and also with the villain like essentially who is the main villain it, yeah. it was a bit like who is the main villain it sort of felt like for a while but then yeah, i yeah. guess one guy is the main villain but i don't know i don't know how i felt about him i was a bit like he doesn't yeah. obviously he's a threat but was he i don't know if he was that great as a villain i think there was a lot there was a lot of stuff in this film that cut for, to me felt very, very similar to stuff that's come before it. So there was a lot that reminded me of Inglorious Bastards. You yeah, know? yeah. People, people hiding somewhere, trying to be quiet, and suddenly, do you know what I mean? S- stuff like that. that. That's what I feel like. This, it's, the problem with this film is its biggest pro is also probably its biggest con. Biggest pro is that it's celebrating the stuff that's come before Wolfenstein, Reanimator, Inglorious Bastards, and like mm-hmm. 80s action movies. Um, like there's one point towards the end where it's just like a fight scene between the bad guy and the good guy getting like slowly leveling up. Over yeah. beating each other, and I was like, "This is so. This could be a John Claude Van Damme film." 
But yeah, at the same yeah. time, that's the best thing about it and also the worst thing about it because it doesn't feel fresh mm. in any particular way. It feels like it's just hitting the same notes that we've seen many times before when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It was I, I was I was fully invested in this, I think, uh, for the majority. But yeah, as I as I mentioned, the third act I kind of did feel a bit like, well, well, yeah, yeah. The, again, be- again, the most horrific I'm, best bit is like halfway through the film, uh, maybe two thirds of the way through the film, when they yeah. first get the juice and inject it. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's 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 uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Well, it's, okay. So characters we got Jovan Adipo playing Boyce. He's our main character, a black American soldier. I don't think the blackness really comes into it too much. You'd think uh, Nazis would would talk about that a bit more. Um, I thought he was pretty solid. I don't don't know that guy from anything else before. Uh, Wyatt Russell nope. plays uh, Ford. He looks exactly like his dad at times. And there's one point when he talks, and I'm like, that sounded just like Kurt Russell. That was <laughs> yeah. insane. <coughs> but he was really good. Played that part really well. Um, Mathilde Olivier plays Chloe. She's the French, uh, I don't want to say resistance fighter, but she kind of becomes that halfway yeah. through. Um a lot of these actors I didn't really know too much about. Um, some of them from Game of Thrones. Um, the, the, the villain character, I've seen him in a few things. I think he was in Ghost in the Shell. Uh, that Johan. Oh, I've seen that one. Philip Bilou. Yeah. Kind of recognises his, his face. Yeah. Um, so who else is the big character? I guess there's the, the Tibbet guy. He's. Is he the guy I'm thinking of? Is he the sort of New York, Brooklyn guy yeah yeah i think so i think yeah, so played by john so, magaro magaro yeah hmm, relatively unknown casting yeah yeah i mean majority of everyone is unknown but then again do you think sometimes how, so how do you feel about jj abrams name now being attached to something because obviously back back in the 10 years ago maybe less than that as soon as jj abrams name was attached to something it was almost like all oh, right okay so we got to see this it's going to be badass but now how do you feel about it, as, especially with like as a producer credit? Do you feel mm. like sometimes it's just there? Like, do you really see any much of much of him shining through? I know he's not the director. Yeah, I've, there's a certain um, I don't know what it is. The, even watching this, I could kind of tell that it, it was very JJ Abramsy because it used to be like the lens flare stuff was going on, but it, like especially the, the first section of this with the action when they're in the plane and he, he falls out of the plane and, and whatever, that still felt very bad robot productions to me yeah i see what you mean but to me if you see some of jj abram's name on it like especially now i kind of it doesn't really because he's been attached to so many shows that i've never ever seen yeah or bothered with i kind of now i'm a bit like oh jj abram's i kind of bit yeah yeah and i don't think that would affect it like if his name wasn't attached to this i probably would have still seen it i don't know if i've ever been like that though really with jj abram's i don't know no 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 i don't think i have either I was, just, I was just i was just wondering how it affected how it affected you what were the big hitters for him? I'm thinking like Lost. So Lost, Super 8, uh, obviously the original Star Trek, Cloverfield. Um, and then he kind of just, oh wait, Star Wars. Oh yeah. Star <laughs> Star, Star Wars. That's, a, that's <laughs> how you pronounce that, isn't it? Yeah. Star Wars. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, those are the big hitters. And I think he's, he is doing episode nine, isn't he now, Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, and has, has he done a Mission Impossible as well, or maybe is it maybe was a producer on the la- on the latest Mission Impossible? Yeah, he was a producer on this Mission Impossible right. Fallout. Yeah, yeah, I think he's been a producer on a few of them. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, so this was a, supposed to be a Cloverfield film, potentially, right? Is, Is that, that true? The, I don't know. So, what, what, Wait, what? Overlord? Yeah. How many times have you heard that, though? What else was supposed to be a Cloverfield film recently? Cloverfield Wasn't it like, Paradox? Well, was it wasn't it? I, I swear, a quiet place was possibly one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> let's just assume that every film starts out as potentially going to be a Cloverfield film. Well, it's the same. And then bet eventually, to say it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then if it's wrong, then if it's not, then you know, it's going to. If it's be not, then you go. Well, I probably won't going to be anyway. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so this film starts exactly how the, the Wolfenstein game starts. Like, yeah, it's exactly the same. So the flying, the lighting is the same. They're flying yeah. into the sunset, or sorry, the sunrise in mm-hmm. France and Normandy, um, and the planes, and then the, all of them are paratroopers getting ready to go. It's all very. I'm so, I thought this entire opening sequence is like 15 minutes long, and my butt was closed the entire way through. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad, glad for you. Out yeah. I'm glad for whoever you were with that your uh, your skip. butt was closed. Yeah. You've skipped. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure he's happy about that. So down the plane, there's lots of shouting. It's very noisy. Things are blowing Fuck up outside. It out. It's like bonfire night. And then, what? Well, then the plane gets hit. I think. And we also get to meet some of the characters whilst we're on the plane. Uh, yeah. So we're kind of all inter- we're introduced to everyone kind of one by one. We're introduced to like a, a corp. Is it a captain as well? Like uh, who's obviously. Well, you don't last very long. But yeah. uh, we're, we're introduced to everyone and kind of like a bit. Well, there's like a photographer. Yeah. Then there's obviously um, Wyatt's character. What's his name? Boyce. No. Boyce is the main, main, is the main guy. What? Wyatt's Wyatt, Ford, like Captain Ford. Wyatt's or Ford. So it, it yeah. introduced to Ford, you know. Oh, he's, he was put in this. In this uh, That's what, that smouldering, handsome guy in the corner. Yeah, yeah. he's seen stuff, man. Rumor has it he was put in this platoon because he shot his superior or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we get like a sort of a new a New York guy who's like a bit of a douche. Yeah, uh, like they a quiet, yeah, like a quiet guy. There's and then there's like a photographer. So we're introduced to everybody. Every yeah. everyone's got their own thing going on. All right. No women, no. It's uh, surprising in today's world. No bloody women, women mate. <laughs> that is uh, disgraceful. Yeah. But yeah. Then the bums hit. Uh, they go into the, into the car, into the plane, plane car, and yeah. then they all start jumping out. They all, yeah, they all start jumping out. It's one of those things where you're like, literally, if you look out of the plane, why would you want to jump out into it? There's debris, yeah. there's bullets, there's there's uh, planes going down. Yeah. Uh, and you seem, yeah, so just jump out. You've got a parachute, you'll be fine. Yeah. It looks like you're jumping into hell or jumping into, one of them jumping out and saying, this looks like a Cloverfield film. I've heard it's going to be Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we need is a massive creature coming out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, Boyce, so Boyce yeah. jumps out, and we sort of we kind of stick with him as he's falling, and we sort of see every, he's kind of spinning, uh, bullets flying. I mean, I mean, if that was me, I'd be hit by a bullet straight away. I reckon that's yeah. just kind of luck I'm dealing with. Purpose. All oh, right, yeah, like look. Yeah, yeah, yeah just lean your head out. <laughs> oh head, no! Head up! <laughs> <laughs> try to try to head her a bullet because we can't be bothered. And obviously, he lands in the water. I, I quite like the shot when he lands in the water and he comes up out of yeah. his parachute stuck on his face. That was kind of quite um iconic in terms of what we we're going to see later in the film yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what word am i thinking of it's happening now you're going to see For, it later foreshadowing foreshadowing yeah thank you uh yeah a bit of foreshadowing there cuts his way out gets gets onto onto dry land yeah gets a towel towel dries himself off gets toweled down um and <laughs> air, air dryer on yeah and then uh so 
Everyone's getting shot. All the paratroopers, there's someone like uh, hanging out a tree, dead. I think he sees, uh, he comes across his captain and yeah. doesn't get a chance to save because he's immediately blown to bits. He's saved by Wyatt Russell. Uh, yeah. And he says, like, keep down, keep quiet. And then there's a lot of sneaking around and a lot of the kind of picking up crew members and stuff as they go, but most yeah. of them are dead. I think they only end up with the New York guy, the photographer, and someone, a writer, who goes on about how he wants to write a book about <laughs> yeah. it all. And I it? think, ah, oh, he's going to write a book about this. This We'll see this throughout the film. Yeah. He'll be going, that was a good bit, write that bit down. Yeah. Oh, that'll, be chap- that'll be chapter four, write that bit down. But no, he stands on a landmine and is immediately blown to smithereens. Literally smithereens. Like, there's more than one smithereen of him left. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he was a single smithereen. He was a single smithereen left. Landing on our main character's head and he wiped it off. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's the end. That's quite a good bit. And I feel like I was kind of emotionally invested around this, but toward some of these little characters, I didn't really know them very well. But at the same time, especially later on, someone else gets nailed. And like even now I was thinking, oh, Ah, I want to know a bit more about this guy. Yeah. So, yeah. and then they come across the lady. The lady. Chloe. Yeah, so there's a French woman, uh, Chloe, who's like scavenging loads of bits and bobs uh, just for a laugh, I guess. Um, and they kind of, they, they kind of take her captive, but I think at the same time they're like, hey, we're the good guys, and you got to lead us to your place. Yeah, we get the the impression that Wyatt's character uh, is there to complete the mission against anything yeah. else above all odds. So, like, he's yeah. willing to he'd be willing to cap a, cap this woman in the kneecaps. Yeah, <laughs> if he needed to. If he needed to, yeah, he didn't need to, fortunately. Um, so, so what? She takes them to the town, I think, where we we spend a lot of the rest of the film. Yeah, so she takes them to this little small French, well, you say town, but it's like a tiny little village, it seems. So obviously the church, which Rust, they need rustic. to... Yeah. yeah, the church, which they need to destroy, destroy is sort of like up on a hill somewhere. Um, and they and all the American soldiers kind of take take cover in Chloe's gaff. And she lives with her like tiny little eight-year-old brother, who's, he's a character. He's a, he's a right card, isn't he? He loves a bit of baseball. Yeah. Uh, and then her aunt is there as well, but she's... A like, character as well. She's a character as well. Yeah. She's locked. She's in her bedroom. Uh, she's got real breathing. <laughs> asthma. <laughs> she's got real bad asthma. Yeah. Um, and obviously she's been disfigured by these, some sort of Nazi experiment yeah. that's been taking place in this church. But it, and we do get, we do get a little look at her when yeah. voice goes to the door. She says like, and it's just going to move the head away. She looks, she looks like Jeff Goldblum at about stage five of yeah. his transformation in the fly. Very uh, testicular, I think. Is <laughs> what does she say? Boogity boogity. She like sticks her face for the door and then goes back. Yeah, you in. can see. There's yeah. there are bits in this where you can just see a jump scare coming. Yeah. If someone looks away, looks at someone else, and leaves leaves their other side completely exposed to something, and yeah. then when they look back, oogity boogity. Exactly. Yeah. Oogity boogity moment. But um, so here's the thing. So the Nazis, we get the impression that they're coming into town and they're taking people into the lab somewhere in the church to yep. perform experiments on them. Later yep. on, we find out that they do that and then they burn a lot of them as well. But then the, yep. this grandma character, they've just let back out. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To live in this house like lodge in this house well i kind of i kind of get the idea that she's kind of hiding like that chloe's kind of got her out of there somehow and okay. she's and she's like hiding her now so yeah. she's she's off her nut but you know just leave her in that room she'll to her own devices she'll be fine <laughs> yeah that's how most people are with their grandmas when they live in the house just leave her there she's fine she makes some weird yeah, just leave her there. she'll shout she the she 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 <laughs> eat in two weeks ah uh, well yeah, she's grandma. eating some of it classic grandma um yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, they're hiding in the um, the loft. I think they're making some plans. At one point, hmm, is it now? Um, what's his name? Sends. No, they don't split up yet, do they? No, no. Bo- I think Boyce doesn't go into the lab yet. Uh, so no, Boyce doesn't go into the lab yet. First of all, what we do is um, uh, one of the Nazi officers, uh, Waffner, I think his name is. <laughs> he's like a classic Waffner. He's he's a classic. Um, He's like one of the high high ranking Nazi paramilitary dudes, but he's classic. He's got his hair slipped back. Yeah, um, he's you know he's a big tall. Bloke. So, so here's the thing: the, the, this bit, this whole area around here doesn't feel. Didn't, so when I'm watching Inglorious Bastards, <coughs> yeah. part of me just feels like, wow, this is actually in France. This, this is an actual yeah. Nazi officer. To me, this this kind of film, this part of the film didn't feel very real. I don't know if that's just because of the location or because the actors weren't quite pulling it off. I, I don't yeah, know maybe what it, it was. Felt it, felt, it felt a bit like a bit of a, a low-budget play. Yeah. I mean, do plays even have high budgets? No, you know but, what I mean? It, but, felt, it, felt like a, <laughs> it felt a bit like a play, yeah. Sometimes people were kind of... There were things being said and things happening where you're a bit like... It feels like they're trying to fill space in this yeah. play rather than, rather than like being a high-budget... Anything that spends like, too long in a small room... I kind of feel like it becomes play-like, but like in *Inglorious Bastards*, those bits are done like incredibly well because like the, the tension is drawn out until finally they shoot the Jews under the floorboards. But yeah, like this is I just and the fact that they came back to this occasion again about three times or something, I was kept just thinking, yeah, I don't know, it's going to be getting a bit wearisome now. Yeah, so uh, so this Nazi dude, he's got some sort of an agreement with Chloe. Well, I say an agreement, obviously, is something that he's. It's an agreement that he's come to on his own. That basically yeah. he, he gets busy with her now and again when he's feeling randy. So he tries to force himself upon her. Yeah. 
but then Boyce. Boyce is obviously, of all the characters, we're made to think that he's obviously the most human out of everybody. He just about made it through, um, what are we talking? Basic training. Basic training. Just about made it, made it through that. Um, but he's not he a killer. That's what they keep saying. He's not a killer, yeah. So there's a story about it. Boycey. You couldn't even kill a mouse. So apparently it was a time when there was a mouse knocking about. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were like, Boyce, stamp on its head. And he apparently didn't. He just went, oh, sorry, right, little mouse. Side. Take him outside. I'd do outside. I, I, is it the spider? Well, there's no need, is there? I won't, it's I won't not... kill it. I'll put it outside. Not a Nazi mouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or is it? Or is it? This one was though, so that was the that was the problem. Like, you can't even that kill was... a Nazi mouse. <laughs> you can't even kill a Nazi mouse. Of all the Nazis, you couldn't even kill a little Nazi mouse. That mouse gassed six million in a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did. He did. It's true. Adolf I'm Whisker. Like Oh, oh, I oh. like it. Uh, yeah. um, 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 I don't, I don't, I can't think of one. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not la- I'm not laughing at the Holocaust. Um, no. So yeah. So what else happened? So then, bo- a little bit later, they sort of start, start working out what their plan's going to be. So after after they stop the raping, yeah, they they tie up. Stop that, Nazi dude. <laughs> yeah. Stop that, naughty. <laughs> they tie him up. They tie him up in the attic. Newspaper and, uh, rolled up. <laughs> what on his nose? Yeah, horrible. Water pistol on him. Bad boy. Yeah, naughty. Yeah. Uh, and then Wyatt goes to town on him with a, uh, a knuckle duster with like a knife built in, which I, I think is pretty. I, I uh, yeah, that's pretty gruesome. It's quite difficult to watch actually, um, yeah. because we're kind of made to believe that uh, boys doesn't want to watch because he says it's going to be too gruesome, and it is. It sounds hor- horrendous. So he just starts laying the shit out of him. Um, sounds like he's for making what, meatballs. For what reason? He, he kind of just wants like details on how they can get into the church and destroy this thing or you know yeah he says like how many of you are there and that kind of thing how many of you you know are there um how many you know when when do all of you go and have a bit of din dins yeah uh, <laughs> uh so i could i know when to go in uh yeah but then boys kind pokemon. of like <laughs> what's your favorite pokemon uh mr mime wrong uh <laughs> wrong yeah and then boys kind of like accidentally gets into the into the laboratory which is all a bit mad isn't it yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Wait, so he he pops over to check out some stuff, like to scout yeah. some stuff. End up getting attacked by a dog, Nazi dog, by the way. And yeah. then the dog pushes him <laughs> into the back of this. Uh, well, he runs he runs away from the dog, and yeah. then a, a truck a truck's driving past, so he just jumps in the back yeah. uh, to get away from the dog. And there's just like a load of dead bodies in there. Yeah, this was a good moment. It, this was this was, this another, was a good my, moment. my book this, went you know closed yeah. up again. <laughs> <laughs> This was a Wolfenstein mission, you know. What I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure I've played this exact mission. Dog chases you, get in the back. You, you're in, infiltrating the compound, sneaking around. You know, Wait, just just some of my favorite just, Wolfenstein moments are when you just got the knives and you just like from across the room, yeah. And then you just like one shot, one shot killed them. And then and then you go and pick up the knife from them and then do it against some of that. Some, yeah. Some and then someone sneaking. sees you and you're like, "Where are you? You yeah. seen me?" Yeah. Start again. That's it. Not again, you twat. But obviously, he does well. Like just just ducking out, just ducking out the way in time when the Nazis are going past. Yeah. Um, and once he once he gets in there, he basically goes into this laboratory place and finds one of his mates who was in the plane with him. Well, who's, so who's strung up in the, in this uh, underground lab? It gets kind of progressively worse and worse as he sort of goes through it because he, he looks through one hole and sees a guy. I don't think he actually sees what what's going on, but it scares him. Boogity boogity. And then he boogity <laughs> this one. Yeah, everyone keeps doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's to him. Weird. It's like, yeah. I'm just having a look to see if everyone's alright. Oh, boogity boogity. Oh, for God's yeah. sake. It's French for hello. <laughs> and then he sort of, <laughs> <laughs> he walks, he walks for Ron. I think at one point, like, there's those people who 
Oh, yeah, he sees one person who's just a head, and she's saying, like, uh, oh, yeah. kill me or something like that. And it's like, she's like, she's got no, like, top of the head's missing and all this kind of stuff. You just see a bit yeah, of that spinal was, column. That was really gruesome. I wanted to see more of this stuff. Exactly, yeah. You know, when I saw that, I was a bit like, whoa, that's horrible. But maybe yeah. that's all the budget they had was just to do a, do a talking head. Yeah. Um, and then he goes into another room, and then there's like people bagged up, um, and they're using. So I didn't understand what the hell was going on, really, but they were using. There's like a big pool of tar or oil that they're distilling through these human bodies. And then the, the human bodies, once they've distilled it through that, they get this juice that they've got in these um, syringes. It's and... just a Kia Aura. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> or Umbonga. <Yeah>. Umbonga. <laughs> uh, so they. So I think he takes one, he pockets one of these like syringes full of this juice. And yeah, then, he puts a syringe in his pocket. Like we just there's just no like it. cap on it. There's no uh, <laughs> no, no nothing. You put it, you put it in. You know what's going to happen. You're just going to yeah. like lean over in a minute and just like ah, boink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then he gets out. Oh no, yeah. So yes, yeah, so he sees his mate. So his mate's there, and he's got this hor- horrendous um, thing sticking in his in his body there, and he's they alive. Spike. But, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So he pulls the spike out. But it's like it looks like his skin's kind of like stitched to it as well on the sides. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty messed up. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they're doing to him. Who knows Nazi experiments? That's one thing. So a lot of this stuff, I'm like, what? What is happening? Like, what are they actually yeah. trying to do? I mean, yeah, because we, 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 we've seen so many things like this, we kind of understand they're trying to make some sort of like it's, it's all got to be like weapon based. So they're doing yeah. experiments on people to try and create sort of like bio, what are they called uh, BOWs, so whatever they're. The thing, basically, the same thing as Resident Evil. So everything's everything's weaponized, yeah. and they want to create these beasts that they can like unleash on people. I guess, I guess that's kind of what we. But it's never fully explained in any way to anyone who wouldn't be aware of that unless they'd seen Wolfenstein and just. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's very Wolfenstein because in Wolfenstein, there's a whole thing where they um, use people and put their brains in jars and, and so. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It is a cool thing to see, and I do enjoy Nazi experiments, Nazi horror. There's something quite kind of interesting about it. But yeah. um, so you see, this mate gets him out. I can't remember his name, and then he helps Rose, him out. Ro- Rosen Rosenfeld. Rosenfeld. I Rosenfeld. I think his name is. So yeah. yeah, and then they go back. They go back to the farmhouse. So yeah, this is where they could perhaps move on to another location, or we could get something else happening now. But. It's kind of like so. You got to think the Nazi officer has been in that house for ages, but none of none of the other Nazi Nazi soldiers have come in to like look for yeah. him or anything. How they just, they long just think is he's he busy. That woman for <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's horrible, really. So yeah, um, so they they all basically decide you know what they're going to do in their next step to sort of get into the church because because um, Ford manages to get a little bit of information out of Waffner. Um, but yeah, he gets the photographer guy to go upstairs and bring Waffner down on his own. And then the Nazi guy kind of like fights his way out, shoots and kills the photographer. So his name's Chase. Yeah, I liked him as well. He was one of the guys I was a bit sad to see. Yeah, I liked him. Um, but then Boyce is just like, oh, well, I just got this magic Umbongo serum from, and I've seen what it's been doing to people down there. So this guy's just died. Why don't I just inject him with it to see what happens? Just to see what happens. Yeah. So the effects here were pretty good. I think it's all like, all like kind of practical effects. The guy kind of wakes up. Um, if you've seen Reanimator, then it's exactly that same thing. You assume with the juice and they, and they wake up. Um, and then he does like this thing. He's kind of like all hyped up. He doesn't know what's going on. He does something that kind of flicks his neck back, but flicks it back too hard. 
because this juice gives him super strength as well. Please yeah. back to Han, and it's like entire bone sort of structure around his neck and collarbone stuff just sort of splinters and shoots off in all weird directions, but he's still alive, yeah. still sort of trying to talk to them. I don't know why he, he's he like, What have you done to me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Boyce, they shoot me a few times, and Boyce just uh, hasn't killed anyone before, hasn't even killed a Nazi mouse, and suddenly starts bashing this guy's face in. Yeah, because and to be fair, he injected him with the serum, so he should feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, your fault. Good. That's a good moment. I think maybe my favorite moment from the film. Yeah, and then and then it does all sort of kick off here, where the Nazi soldier manages to escape, takes the little the little French boy hostage. The little French boy. Um, he's he's quite a good character in this. He kind of he's bonding with some of the soldiers. He loves playing baseball, copying them. He's pretty cool. It looks like looks like he could have his airbrush though. His hair's yeah, like, yeah. Well, there's there's a whole thing where like he wants to be friends with the American New York guy, but the New York guy is a, is an asshole. What are you know. saying? It's all pops and clicks. You're yeah. speaking French. But, I'm not um, interested. So we get the whole like a bit of redemption story with him. Towards the end, he sort of becomes friends with the kid, and I think when the yeah. kid goes missing, he sort of steps up to the plate a bit. Ooh, baseball reference. And then, yeah, very nice. So then they go, okay, we've got to go save this kid. Wyatt doesn't want to do it because he thinks if we go there, then we're definitely going to die. But again, he steps up to the plate. All of them do, and they go, we're going to rescue this kid and we're going to block the tower. And then that's our sort of lead up to the final sequence of the film. Yeah. yeah. Bad guy, so, but a bad so, guy now gets shot in the face as he's running away. Wagner. Yeah. Um, and then he starts to inject himself with all the juice when he gets back as well. And we get a yeah. reveal he just, of him. He just, he just overdoes it. They just go like, oh, you can only have a little bit of this umbongo. And he goes, I'll have it Oh, <laughs> I'll have an old multi-pack. Injects <laughs> it into himself. Yeah. But that's the thing. I expected to see something else, like more of a transformation, maybe because he injected himself with so much. So it's a pretty good transformation at first. I kind of feel because he's got this, like his face is missing. and stuff. But we saw that that's in the trailer. So I kind of yeah. feel like that big reveal... Is kind of yeah. spoiled to some degree, but also again, I get a bit annoyed at this kind of now he's level two bad guy, yeah. and then later on he becomes level three bad guy. Like that, that whole it just reminds me of Dragon Ball Z. It just kind of feels yeah. like it's Freezer versus Super Saiyan Goku. I know what you mean. I don't mind it too much, but the thing is, there wasn't too much of a physical transformation. I don't think. Okay. So like, yeah. oh, it's like, oh, he's stronger. Yeah. But you know, there's not like I wanted to see something like you know <coughs> something else happening, yeah, extra yeah. arms coming out. I don't know. Yeah. So as they so as they sneak into the base, um, a couple of them get chased by. There's like a prisoner who comes out. So it's yeah. weird because at one point they go past this prison door. The door's open, and you see like half a body inside. And then yeah. they leave it and run away. And then someone runs out of that room. I don't know if it's the guy who had half a body, or I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, it? But like his arms all kind of messed up and, and scarred over with like a. Um, so I kind of feel like. This guy, there should have been more of these guys, these crazy goonish sort of zombie yeah. things, because there's only one of them, and then that's it. That's all the bad guys gone. There's one, there's a few yeah. Nazis, him, and the main bad yeah. guy. Yeah, it would have been nice if they were sort of coming out of, of everywhere, and there was like a big crowd yeah. of them, or sea of them, and they're all running one way, I don't know. Or different types of creatures, you know, not just humans, maybe something else, I don't know. Someone who just had a head, like, just sort of like... Yeah, because we, saw, because we saw something very interesting with just, with just a head, in in early stages, it would have been nice to see someone a little bit different after that. So, so a bit more variation, I guess, yeah, in what yeah. in what the threat in what the threat was. Um, yeah. But he gets burned anyway by the girl. 
he shit that one's facing after the girl, and she gets her big moment where she burns with a flamethrower. Yep. Tibbet and Chase, I think that's their names. Um, They're laying down a covering fire, aren't they? They get some badass moments when Chase saves the kid. He comes out of cover to get the kid. Um, yeah. Wyatt, Wyatt Russell's character gets in a big fist fight. So it, again, th- this is a Joel Claude Van Damme action film moment where he gets into a fist fight with... I mean, there is a yeah. pretty gruesome bit because um, the bad guy picks him and hooks him on a... Yeah, right in the front as well, yeah. And he kind of Under has to get himself, off, get himself off of it. Yeah. Hey! Yeah, but then he injects himself with the with the juice, so he gets leveled up, and then they start fighting. All it needed a bit was a bit of slow mo and a bit more yeah. like action music. Yeah, yeah, and a bit again, more groaning. Yeah, again, it was very close quarters, and it kind of all happened in this one sort of small area. And I don't know, like that, it's quite a, in terms of like large scale action sequences. Yeah, there weren't that many, were there? And no, no. I, I, I don't think I needed like any extra ridiculous CGI or anything like that. But it would have just been good to see it because while they were leveling up, it was nice to see the sort of surroundings they were in, kind of almost like level up, where we're suddenly in the hub of somewhere or yeah. something else. I don't know. I just felt like it needed something else. Yeah, because again, it feels like it kind of starts and finishes, especially this final sequence, final fight. It starts and finishes pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so. What happens? Uh, Boyce comes in, sort of gets in the way, I think, and then White, <laughs> yeah, and White's, like, uh, White's like, "Get out!" White closes the door. Oh, because he's he's injected himself, so now he's like, "No side should have this oil. It's too tasty. Yeah. It's We're too all going to get obese if this goes out well, to yeah. the nation." I don't. Yeah. Uh, and then when it all blows up, yeah, and then it's almost like. He has, to, he has to go and finish setting this dynamite, but he manages to, yeah, blow up the radio tower and the laboratory in one go. The church which comes is, down. Church come down, which is nice. Um, and then everyone's kind of reunited in the in the French. And we didn't lose too many people when you think about it. Despite a lot, of, a lot of people kind of end up living, and then and then obviously the U.S. soldiers sort of all reconvene at this place, and then then uh, like a higher up sort of asks Boyce for his side of the story, and there's a bit of a stupid bit where he sort of says. Why did you place the dynamite underneath in the lab? Why didn't you place it in the church? That makes more sense. Like mm. I, this, it seems like one of those. It's like, well, I destroyed the church, so why are you even asking me that? It seemed like it was just an excuse to put yeah, him in the yeah. position for him to say, "Oh, there's nothing down there. I'm going to hide it." Do you know what I mean? I don't think yeah, it needed yeah, that. Yeah. I think we kind of understood without having that. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I think it kind of tails off a little bit quickly. It kind of. It's a bit like, right, this is what's happening, and then oh, it's kind of sorted now. Don't worry about it. Yeah, something's like they got a bit tired. I do kind of feel like that last bit, they should have found like a, another part of the, the lab or maybe we should have saved some of that earlier on. And then there should have been more monsters coming out. There should have been, it should have been yeah. completely hellish sort of, because the start of the film is already at like 11. Do you know what I mean? Like that 11 yeah. sort of tenseness. And then it just sort of flattens out towards the end. Flattens out, yeah. Also, we, do we see inside the church at any point? No, or... see, they could have gone into the church. Yeah, there was nothing inside the church. Like, that could have been the final, you know what I mean? Suddenly we got the, the final, final the, test. Yeah. The final, final test. You know what I mean? We were kind of just stuck in these very narrow corridors and winding passages. And it, it, even though it felt quite claustrophobic, it didn't feel like that kind of film. Yeah. It worked, it at, feel, it worked the first time Boyce went into it. And then the second time, it was just, I, I don't know, just, it felt empty by then. 
I mean, the first yeah. time Boyce is in it and there's like loads of activity going off everywhere. There's people about to see him around every corner. But the second time, it feels like it feels like when you've done a level on the game. I was just going to say that. Yeah, cleared it out, and then you've can't, you feel fine. You're running around after that. You go back to like, yeah. oh, I forgot, I forgot that one item, and you go back, and there's literally no one anywhere. So and you're you like, sort of <laughs> around, yeah, and you're so Suckers. scared going through the first time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's it, man. Uh, so some trivia. Um, yes, please. Number one, the title of the film is, of course, in reference to Lord Donald Overington, the English Duke who punched the Nazi so hard his neck snapped. True or false? <laughs> Whose neck snapped? Yeah. <laughs> What, his neck snapped? Or? Oh, no, the Nazi's neck snapped. Uh, false. <laughs> Prince went so hard, his own neck snapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what... yeah. Ah! It is oh, false. Look what, you made, look what you made me do. <laughs> Bloody Nazis. Uh, so it's, uh, it, it means it's about Operation Overlord, the code name for the Allied Operation for the Battle of Normandy. Um, of course, we all know that. Uh, okay, uh, number two. How many actors in Overlord have also appeared in Game of Thrones? You can round it up to the closest one. And then <laughs> I'll give you uh, points on there. Four? Two. Oh. Uh, Jacob Anderson and Pilau Asbake. Pilau, <laughs> Pilau Asbake is the... Pilau Asbake. I'm, I'm having a bit of that tonight. <laughs> Pilau Asbake is uh, Waffner. J- Jacob oh, Anderson, I know who he is, but I can't remember seeing him in this film. He's the he's one of the unsullied. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I've seen. Uh, I recognise this dude, the one you the one you're on about. I've seen some. Like, of Game of what Friends. point in the film is he in? I... What point? In the, yeah, yeah. I think maybe he was in the plane at the start, and then he just went. See you later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe he's the pilot or something. Uh, okay, yeah. number three. This is not the fourth film of the Cloverfield franchise. True or unfalse? <laughs> true or unfalse? This is not the fourth film. It's true. Yes, it is in fact incorrect. Some, uh, so, it's false. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, no, it's not. Of course not. Uh, number four, who is taller, J.J. Abrams or Wyatt Russell? Wyatt Russell. And I give you a bonus point if you can guess his height. What, Wyatt Russell's height? Yeah. Six foot three. So he is six foot one. J.J. Abrams is, of course, six foot five. <laughs> no, J.J. Abrams is five foot seven. Oh right, so, uh, yeah. So yeah, White he Russell is. Tall. Of course, can you imagine JJ Abrams is massive? No, like <laughs> I've never stood next to JJ Abrams, but for some reason I know he's not very tall. Yeah, in my head. You could tell. You, know I mean? you could tell in his voice, in his tumbra. <laughs> okay, you could tell by his glasses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number five. Can you name the name of the Black Mirror episode that White Russell appeared in? Um, it is called. Close. Game, <laughs> game. I'm in a game. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a game, and I think that um, is it called like. Uh, no, I can't. I honestly can't remember. Playtest. Give me, give me a clue. Oh, oh playtest. That was your not clue. A clue. <laughs> playtest. I, would, I, would, I don't think I would have got there. Yeah. Game test. Game test. Close. Play man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, well done. All correct. Uh, now you need to um, rate the film. Um, so I think when I came out of this film, I was a bit like, oh yeah, that was pretty awesome. But I think as time's gone on, I've kind of given it more thought. I was a bit like, well, withered. Well, I feel a bit withered. Yeah. I feel withered by it. And Unlike I feel withered Wachner's in general. erection, Wachner. which he held for a long time. Uh, yeah. So I reckon no more than a C minus. I don't think I'd go higher than that. Wow. That's, well, I was going to go B, 
I just, oh, B might be a bit high, but C minus is a bit low. So I'm going to say B well, minus. Well, don't tell me what to do with my thing. I won't tell you, mate. B's B- a bit high. What's wrong with you? B minus. I just think it's um. Oh, B minus. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching it. Um, I'd watch it again. Look, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it's not a perfect film, and um, it's kind of tiresome towards the end. But I just watched the first half an hour, and and also I might like to rewatch the bit where the guy comes back alive and snaps his neck and stuff. Yeah, I think that'd be lovely. So, <laughs> so yeah. Next week we are gonna go to Alone in the Dark. Finally. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. unless you want to go watch Suspiria, the new one. I do want to watch Suspiria. Um, I do. I don't know when it's, when it's on or like where. So I, I think it's. It. I think it's out like it's out now. I don't know if it's a wide release, but I'm pretty sure it's out now. It would be good for us to do Suspiria, considering considering we did the original. Yeah. So, but right. So it might be Suspiria. It might be Alone in the Dark. We shall see. But you know, either or. Really. As you probably know, long time listeners, there's no point in even listening to what we say we're going to do. Yeah, change every time. I reckon there was probably a time, like probably 20, 20 episodes where we said, next week we're going to do this, and it's probably not a film we've ever seen. Do you think there's one we've missed off that we've not done? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. We've lost one along the way. Okay. Um, anything else you want to let the people know? Um, just keep... Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> I think. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, and uh, good tidings to all. So, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovach Kalman for the theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to my co-host, Ben, for being a right horror dude. Thank you, Luke, for also being a right real horror dude. Cheers. Bye-bye now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.